Hey, Brett, look at this. What? Look, look at your hands. <laughs> this is insane. We're, we're, car we're animated. I love this. Look at it. Look at it in the background. You see that big story? You know what that is, Brett? That is the Ultimark. I am excited to tell you guys, you guys out there, that we are finally, years ago, Brett and I worked on an animated show. And Brett, what's it called? Shoes and Beef. Shoes and Beef. Shoes and Beef. Friends for life. And oh. they live in the Ultimart. They walk around the Ultimart, which is a store where everything has come alive. And we are excited to tell you guys about Shoes and Beef. It's coming to this channel. Make sure that you guys are sticking around, tuning around, looking around, beefing around, shoesing around. Beef, 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 shoes, shoes, beef, 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 and shoes. Shoes. Friends for life. That was very good, Brett. Thank you. What's up, dirtbags? Nice to see everybody. Just kidding. Um, I hope that you're having a wonderful day. I hope that it's special. I hope that the weekend was special. Henceforth, weekend. Haven't talked about the weekend in a little bit. I hope everybody's doing good. Um, we got we got a lot of things to talk about, man. Finally getting some news on the Acolyte. The rumors of the Sith, the rumors of the fact that it's going to be all about the Sith seems to have come to light, man. Daphne Keene gave an interview. Maybe she let up some information she wasn't supposed to. Who knows? But we'll talk about that. Andor, we're going to hear some stuff. We're going to talk about the, the characters, the Didra, the actress was talking about her and what we could see in season two. They're speaking of um, the lead up to Rogue One. Conversation with Gary Whitta talked about the potential idea that they had for a story. Is we're going to see the light of the day? Who knows? We had some questions from you guys. That and more on today's Sith Council. It's going to be a good one. I'm excited for it. And if you saw in the beginning, as I um, right as this show started, Brett and I shoes and beef. It's coming to the channel. And when not sure yet. We're working on it. Got some great people working on it. So hopefully you are excited about it. We're excited about it. And it's going to be myself, Steph, and Mike today, and we're going to have a full-on conversation about everything Star Wars, so we're excited for it, as for the lead-up to um, some new things in Star Wars next year. If you haven't already, make sure that you subscribe to the channel. Go ahead and do that. Subscribe to the channel, please. We'd love to get uh, to 70,000. We're looking to get to 70,000, hopefully by the end of the year, but, eh, you know, we get what we get. If you haven't joined the Patreon, then we hope you do that also. Patreon is something that we've been working on for a little bit now, man. And we have uh, these Q&As. We got special uh, trivia matches going up there now. We have rewatches. There's so much one-on-one -on -one sessions and, and everything. So if you haven't gotten some of the merch, you can do that. You got the big thing, Capes and Cows, the top gun guy. Sith Council right now is the number one leader. So if you like, I mean, I'll tell you why, too. I have the, the I got a Sith Council hoodie. Oh, man, I wear that thing all the time. Love it. It's really a good design. So make sure you get that as well. Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are found. It is the Sith Council. It's the three of us. We're back in studio. Let's do it, everybody. It's Sith Council. I'm ready. You ready? Cool. Let's do it. I can feel your anger. It gives you focus. Makes you stronger. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Sith Council. All right. So let's start getting into it then, man. We got both Steph and Mike. They are here. Look at that. All right, we got a good show. We're back. Yep. We're ready. Let's and do it. we got some stuff, man. Let's start with this right off the bat. 
Daphne Keene, who's going to be in the new Acolyte series. And we've got some big news this morning. Everybody was tweeting me about this, saying, hey, did you hear what Daphne Keene said? It's everything you guys have been talking about, things that you wanted inside of the Star Wars universe. And the story goes as such. Daphne Keene was being interviewed. Do you, Mike, Mike, do you know exactly where it was that she was being? Was it Hollywood Reporter or something? I don't know where she was reported. Okay, well, we're going to find out. I just saw it. Well, a bunch of people did. Mike came in this morning. Did you see that story? I, I'm disappointed. All the people beat me to it. They, they're loyal fans of the show. Yeah. Because okay. I was like, I came in. I was like, I got some hot news to talk to you guys no, about. And they're I like, no, nah, we were tweeting this to Harloff right five away. hours ago, Mike. Right away. According Damn to it. cast member Daphne Keene from Logan, his Dark Materials, the Disney Plus series Star Wars <clears> The <throat> Acolyte will show how the Sith were able to lay groundwork to subvert the Republic and conquer the Jedi over a century before the events of The Phantom Menace. Speaking with Tech Radar while promoting go. the final season of his Dark Materials, Keen was asked if she, should, if she could share any information about The Acolyte. After joking about the obvious, I can tease that it's a prequel, Keen went a bit depth in, excuse me, oh, into a bit of depth further contextualizing how the series fits into the tapestry of Star Wars. I mean, as you know, it's set 100 years. Okay, so that's a definite. 100 years before the prequel movies, okay. and it's kind of an explanation of how the Sith infil infiltrated the Jedi. It is a Sith-led story, which has never been done before. It's been really fun to film. The cast is amazing, and the director and the crew are lovely. The whole experience is wonderful, and I'm already excited for people to see it. The Acolyte is a distant prequel to The Phantom Menace, described as, a, as being a mystery thriller that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers into the final days of the High Republic era, about two Jedi investing a series of unusual crimes tied to far more sinister plot. The series is a tie-in to the High Republic multimedia initiative, which details the peak of the Galactic Republic before its decline, showcased in the prequel trilogy, which led to the creation of the Galactic Empire. The show's star-studded cast includes the likes of Amanda Stenberg, uh, Lee John Jay, Manny Jacinto, Daphne Keene, Jody Turner Smith, Rebecca Henderson, Charlie Burnett, Dean Charles Chapman, and Carrie Ann Moss. Star Wars The Acolyte is now in production and will be released on Disney Plus. There has been no official release date that has been given, but it is expected to arrive either very late into 2023 or early 2024. All right, I got to start with Steph here. Steph, you and I have been waiting wondering about the Sith. Are they ever going to do something with the Sith? This seems to be a confirmation. A, do you believe it? B, if so, how excited are you? I definitely believe it. I really do think this is happening. Yeah. I'm so excited. The way she didn't give it away too much, but the, that it's 100 years before, that it's focusing on how the Sith infiltrated is exactly what we're looking what we're for. Hoping. And the cast, I am so excited about this cast. I haven't been this excited about an ensemble cast like in full. A lot of these are actors that I've seen in smaller projects, but it's cool to see them right. come to Star Wars since Rogue One. Like I feel like Rogue One had the greatest ensemble cast. It's a good cast, yeah. And then this one, I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. What? <laughs> we mean what? You're a contributor on this show. I know. We, I was listening to the conversation you're not here. Some random guy that's just sitting there. <laughs> it's 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 like, it's like I throw to you to ask your opinion on things. You look like someone picking picking a fight with you on like, the schoolyard. Did you know you got here this morning? <laughs> oh God! What? <laughs> What's your opinion on Star Wars? I'm dickweed? listening to the stuff. Oh, listening to the conversation man. here. All right. You usually you usually talk like Steph. You're excited about the cast. Let's hear your thoughts, Mike. What do you think about this announcement? Like, do you want my thoughts on the cast? Is that what you were wanting? I Just my talked thoughts about on what the, the cast. What I know are your you did. Thoughts on the announcement. 
That's Thank not. You, see, sir. there's the segue. It's called a segue. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you want me to know? What do you want me to talk about here? Let, let's. Nothing. <laughs> just, 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 just reminiscing to your pretzel bits. No, uh, I was I, so, honestly, I was thinking oh, about this. So yeah. I'm listening to Steph full heartedly, what she's excited for. Um, hey man, I don't know if I'm in a new place with Star Wars now after Andor or not, because I don't know. I want more like Andor. Esque. Esque you mean new place. You, you've been calling from the, from f- for the, from the rooftop saying that you don't want any right. S- so Star now Wars to or, be go back to Star Wars to, to go back to a show that's all Sith lightsabers Jedi. I'm kind of like, ah, I love what I got with Andor, and I kind of want to. They're different pools at a giant water park. I like being in this Andor pool. I, can, I mean, and I, I want more in this Andor pool of of no force no all that stuff so i understand that in the fact that it's yeah like, you see what i'm saying i understand because it's you just got such a quality show in andor yeah, yeah. and it was such good writing and it was and, it, and they took it serious and and we all we said that we understand that you can't do this for every of Star course Wars thing, of for course. sure but i also understand the idea of yeah but i really like what we were just doing there and to go away from that with the risk of doing the just just to appease the pew pew but that's why i am i'm really excited about this particular show because of I, Leslie Henlon who yeah. did Russian, who did Russian doll yeah. because of the idea, because leading with a Sith, it's, it can't be light and comedic and everything. It just can't be. I think, yeah. Cause it, like when yeah. I'm using my analogy of, of pools, Mando, Boba, Obi-Wan all kind of fit in the same mold. Andor is a different one. I have a feeling that the acolyte will be a different pool. Uh, taking the seriousness of Andor with the tr- classic tropes of star Wars. And I think this potential, just everything we're hearing, I think this is more in line. And correct me if I'm wrong. What we wanted Obi Wan to be, yes, a serious. That's what we're hoping for. That's what we hope. That's what we hope it is. That's what we were hope. We hope it's going to be that. Right. Again, a year or two years from now, we might be having a different conversation. Right. So, I actually think it's good that it came. It's coming off the tail of Obi Wan because there's no way that Leslie Headland's not looking at the reaction of how they treated the um, the Jedi uh, Deborah, hunters. Deborah Oh, the, uh, Inquisitors. the Inquisitors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, they were yeah. so not that they were serious. Cartoon- and they were cartoony. Yeah. So, yes, and, and that's a great point, that they that any of the Sith have to be terrifying. Mm-hmm. And it'd be, and for especially for the fact that how much evil it takes to bring out Sith, right? So that's part, that's part one. The other part of it is that, you know, if you're going to go down this road in the, um, in a, a, a Sith way, you have to, you've, you can't. It can't be comedic. It just. It just can't be. It can't be cartoony. And the other thing that, oh. that it has going for is this: hundred years beforehand, um, before the Phantom Menace, yeah. the only thing that you really have to potentially put in there is Yoda. I was just going to say that. Do you think Yoda's going to show up? So yeah. you think so? Yeah, because they're going to they're going to be dealing a lot with the Jedi and how they're like infiltrated. Guess? Like that, I don't know yet, and we can definitely talk about that in a second. But like, but but the. With the benefit that they have that Obi-Wan didn't. Obi-Wan, the biggest fail, in my opinion, was that everybody wanted the story of Obi-Wan and Anakin. Yeah. You got it, but it wasn't really the main focus all the time. And it should have been. It should have been from the beginning because that's what was pitched. And it was a disservice to the character of Reva. It was a disservice to Moses Ingram because they put her in a a lose-lose situation in general because if she was in a different show that didn't have any of the legacy characters chance that the inquisitors could have benefited but that's why this show what is there to really what's what's the anticipation except how did the sith infiltrate you know think about what you just said i think that's a great thing to look back on imagine if moses ingram 
and her character was the um, Moff Gideon character. Yeah, right. I think it would put a totally different reaction to her. Yeah, like in terms of the like she was the time. bad guy of Mando of the show, like the main bad. She was the main bad seeking the dark saber. If they did that, oh, you're saying if if she yeah, right, if she was a brand new character that appeared in Man- yeah, one hundred percent because right, but, but, but it was stuck in Obi Wan and we wanted Obi Wan yes, Invader because because yeah. in because yeah. Man- in Mandalorian, even though it, there's some legacy characters and stuff, it's a brand new story yeah. and it's like these new characters. Like well, that's why when Grief Karga shows up or any yeah. of these characters show up, you're like, well, who are they? I want to learn about them. So if 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 a character like Moses Ingram shows up in you're like who? Who is she? Yeah. Let me. Let me. Absolutely. And by doing like the back and forth, you have this main battle in the last episode, which is really fun, and with with Obi Wan and Vader, and you cut back and forth, and it's just such a wet fart when she's chasing around. Yeah. You know, but that's that's the benefit that Acolyte has. Yeah. That it doesn't have anything to compare to because even if Yoda shows up, okay, great, Yoda legacy character, he shows up, he's there, that's fun to see. Yeah. But it's. Who are these new characters that they're building out? And I'm getting attached from episode one. I don't have any expectations except how do they infiltrate? So I'm very curious. But now going back to Steph's question, Steph then said, well, does this mean that we'll see Darth Plagueis, right? Now, there's, it just depends. Because if he's human, no, then we're not going to see him. Because 100 years, it wouldn't, it wouldn't add up. Because he, 100 years, he would be, you know... How old would he be at that point? If any, if any, well, right, because he would be really young at that point. Well, yeah, because he, he yeah. trained Palpatine yeah. and, and he died at whatever age it was. So, if, but yeah. if he was actually the species of Mune, which oh, yeah. he was in the book, mm-hmm. Mune can can live a lot longer if they make it in canon. If you make if you make him, you know, two three hundred years old, then it could definitely be Plagueis. But what I do think will happen is I think that from everything that has been said about Leslie Headland is that she's a big student of the game and the novels and I mean the, the Star Wars game overall but the the novels and the lore and I think there'll be Revan mentions mentions I think there'll be Bane mentions yeah. I think that if they're really going to play into it they're going to show like the plan for the Sith leading with that what got me was what Daphne Keene said about they've never really done that before leading with this is a Sith story that I didn't think it was going to be I thought it was going to be a full Jedi story with the Sith kind of stinking around but is this more intriguing? That's now? way more intriguing. Yeah. I feel like this is what I feel like since the beginning of the it. pandemic, we've been talking about. Yeah. We just want dark side show. It would be perfect for the Sith Council. But I like that, and I like that. Like you know, there was no reservation in that statement. It's pretty clear that yeah. that's what the show is about. Well, Mike, let me throw this at you then, because you're talking about Andor and, and the feel. Yeah. Now they just started filming Acolyte. Yeah. So, if you're Leslie Headland, you got to be paying attention that the kind of um, critical response that Andor is getting. Right. Does that change your overall, um, if you're if you're heard, does that change how these shows are going to be shot? Or do you stay, or do you say, oh, we're in good, because this is how we we're going to go anyway, so now we're really in a good space. I think it's beyond her. If that's, comments are coming down, I think it's the higher ups that are like, oh, we gave free reign to Gilroy and, and their, their corner of what they did. We gotta lighten it up. We got. I, I, I mean, it's like it's like one of those things of like looking back on Boba and Mando and Grogu. Like you could tell Grogu was never he was gonna be done for a while. Yeah. And then the higher ups like people love him. Bring him we back. We want to merchandise. Throw him back in here. The critical response but, to Andor has been massive, dude. Massive. I know. But that also said, this seems I think now going to be the first show under Iger. Right. 
Chapik's gone, and Iger's going to be there. For show so, back. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. For show back. He had Mandalorian. Right. right. So it's yeah, under yeah. his that he'll be the watchman of it, right. you know, per se, or what's going on with it. So, I don't know. I mean, the, you, they, they have to be happy with the critical response. They're yeah. saying it's the greatest thing since Empire. Talking Emmys. Yeah. People are talking Emmys. So they got to be happy with that. But also, the ratings. It's the other side of that to- token. But Iger is a guy that is a creative at heart. Yeah. So more as a Chappix, more of a numbers guy, business guy. Just as, I, I see the numbers. He's I don't. Fa- I don't. And Iger's a family guy. You know the right. family stuff too. So that could be the. I don't know. It's don't, interesting. Go, Very interesting. Sh- should we go really dark with it? I, it? It makes me nervous. There's no. There's no doubt about it. Um, and before we before we jump over to um the next story and kind of getting into some of this Iger stuff and the Kathleen Kennedy stuff, which we talked about. Briefly last week, I think we did, on the yeah, show, right? Sure so did. We, we'll talk a little bit more about it. But let's uh, let's talk about Trade Coffee, man. Trade Coffee is the best. It is so good, and I've been telling you guys about it. And, and people are like, well, "How do you help out the show?" Well, help yourselves out. Get yourself some Trade Coffee. I mean, really get it. I'm, I'm not kidding, especially for the holidays. You wake up in the morning, and this is what your house smells like. I mean, Steph, how good is it when, smell when you walk in here? It's so good. It Thank is, you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for making it smell like this. It really is the best, and I love it so much, and I'm so glad that we had an opportunity to work with Trade, and we're working with them again. If you love drinking coffee every morning, and mostly everybody does, who doesn't? You have to check out Trade Coffee. It makes it super easy to get the best coffee. It's delivered fresh from the final local roasters around the country. If you've been getting your coffee from the grocery store and you're drinking the same coffee every day, try something even better with Trade. It's a coffee subscription service. It makes it simple for you to discover new coffees and make your best cup of coffee at home. It, tra- it, it partners up with the nation's top-rated independent roasters, and they send you coffee that they know you're going to love. Now, whether you already know what you like or you're new to specialty coffee and you need some help, Trade makes it very easy and convenient to discover new coffees. They'll send you ground coffee or whole beans or however you make your coffee at home. So whether you're just getting started or you're a co- coffee aficionado looking to sc- discover something new, Trade guarantees that you're going to love your first bag of coffee or get this. They're going to send you a new one for free. That's the best deal. It really is. You're not going to want a new one. Um, so it is really great. We've been we've been enjoying it around here, like the different flavors that they've been sending us. Like I just, It's like Christmas every, every month when Trade sends some stuff in here. So if you upgrade your coffee today with Trade Coffee and let them take the guesswork out of finding your perfect cup right now, Trade is going to offer our listeners a total of $30 off your subscription plus free shipping at drinktrade.com slash big thing. That's drinktrade.com slash big thing for $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the country. Drinktrade.com slash big thing. Now, I want to challenge the, the audience here with with trade. I had seen, like, you know, a couple of people had clicked on it, bought the bought the trade coffee. And I know there's a lot of people here who love coffee, so that's not even a thing. Awesome. I'm challenging you. Sign up. Use the code. Buy it. Right, and then tell me about it because trade trade was like, oh, you know, a couple people were were were, were getting it and here and there, and that's cool. But I want them to see what the audience, how how this audience works. If you're a coffee fan, if you're not, I guarantee you that if you're a coffee fan, you're gonna love it. So I'm not even worried about that. If you're not a coffee fan, don't buy coffee because you just have coffee sitting in your house. Buy a bag of the coffee or buy the subscription and let me know what you think about it. I will send it to trade. All right. Also, it's a great gift. It's a great gift. So if you don't like coffee, someone you love likes coffee, and that's a big sign of love. One hundred percent. We got a couple of those today too. So let's uh, let's let's stay on this Iger thing. He comes in now. He's yeah. coming back. Two years is not a lot of time. I think he'll re up for sure. But you yeah. know, we we talked about this last week on this. You do. Do I think he'll re up? Yeah. He's either going to re up or he's going to sell to Apple. Oh shit! You think Disney's going to sell to Apple? That's one of the main rumors. 
That, that's oh why he's coming God. back. No, no, that's too big of a monopoly. It's a monopoly Don't do man. it. Come Don't on, do we're, it. they're too. It's it's man. This. I'm already addicted to my See, phone. I'll I, be like this. I, I I don't give a shit. About that. <laughs> you don't, man. No, because because like but I. But think I, about the future course of our world. Yeah, that's that's, that's what I'm looking. At. Yeah, yeah, you got kids too, man. They got to yeah. be growing up in this world. So you watch it on one device. I want you watching on one app. You got I've just decided I want kids. Yeah. I don't want them to have. Oh, you only just one decided. App. You just yeah. decided you right decide? here. Oh, because you got because you've got a, a, a nephew or a niece. Yeah, uh, a nephew. nephew. Changed my life. Oh, also, yeah, yeah. no, but oh, you, there it, it started it. when Grogu it. came out. When Grogu came out, I felt the first maternal vibes and instincts I've ever felt. That is yeah, so but, serious. But now, but now, now then I'm holding this little guy, yeah, his yeah, little yeah, yeah. breathing, breathing in my face, that's what, and that's, I just think, didn't we have this conversation, Steph? We had this conversation. I said one day you're gonna <laughs> see. It just nah. happens. It happens. What do you mean? No, you try to talk her out of a Grinch Magoo because yeah. you know. Because what do you mean? Because shoot, I have, I have over I'm there. A, some of our best friends. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> Shooting blanks. God. So, what did you say, shithead? What are you laughing at? She's going to piss herself here. Look at her. I've never seen her laugh that hard. <laughs> piss yourself. What did you say? Real professional here. Sith Council. <laughs> here we are. Day after Thanksgiving. Just kidding. These clowns. What Wait, did you why say? Why are you grinching me? What's the what's the? Because moment? I'm in the same place you are. We have best friends. Yeah. It's not a family member of mine. It's a best friends that have yeah. children. Yeah. Okay. And so you're the I, uncle. Your uncle Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Uncle Mike. Thanksgiving. They wanted right. to sleep over. We slept over. Next morning, pancake breakfast. I love them. Nothing you know you're what? saying here is going to make sense in a second. You know that. <laughs> yeah. Because then, about two minutes later, the kid all day, all morning, and Ben, I love you, buddy, but. Just walking around doing that, and I look at his mom. I was like, "Why it, is he first, doing that? Like, all, it's a new thing first, he does." First, I'm like, first of, what? First of all, nothing you said there makes any sense. And I can so, leave. I go. I love these kids. They're, oh, they're so but cute. It's not, you. But there it, you go. Bye bye. Gotta but, go. But, see you when I see you. But Billy, what you're not understanding here? Yeah. What's yeah. that? Is this Ralph? So <laughs> you, it's not yours. I know. So you so I can give it away. But but if you had one, yeah, you realize my kids do. this. I want the Italian gangster he has. Not all the time, you know. This, yeah, uh, not all the time, but like sometimes. Like, you know. so, so what does she say? Like even the, even this morning, she was she like I, I dropped her off. She gave me because she goes, I'm good. That's <laughs> what so she says. This morning. She's I'm good. She gave me a kiss. She goes. She's. Like, she started she's doing okay. that. My dad calls it the forehead. Yeah, she's like I'm when good. I, he went. Yeah, went like, from cheek to forehead because he was less. Morning, she, yeah, but uh, even this morning, I want Peppa. I want Peppa. Oh, Peppa, Peppa Pig. Pig. She wants to watch Peppa Pig. You know, it's school day. She's like Peppa. Peppa. Anyway, oh, Peppa. Point is, you also don't have the oh, the the technology that the women have inside. Yeah, of you like yeah, we're built different. Anyway, it's different. This is not yeah. the right well. You thing. need this me to anyways, have that. So thank you, Grogu. Anyway, I don't know how we got there. From, I don't know from Bob Iger and Kathleen Kennedy. Oh, Apple. Apple. Um, oh yeah. But either way, um, this is. I think Bob Iger will be there for a little bit. Yeah. I thought. And and I and I can't remember. Did we talk about this Kathleen Kennedy thing yeah, last week? We did so briefly. Briefly, but so the the whole report again was that I thought she was going to be safe more so because she was already apparently on the chopping block with a paycheck. And, uh, <laughs> that's and, good, and uh, that's not yeah. mine. But uh, that's but right. but they, really, she was on the chopping block, huh? That's what that's the rumor. Yeah, and you know that's why he was saying to her, "Hey, we got to announce some movies here. We got to do something like let's let's go. You're on the clock." You yeah. Know? And then so when Iger came back, well, that's the, they're they're the the buds. They're buds. Yeah. Apparently, from the rumor, is that that's not the case. Oh. So that was where. So this is what I. So so Campia had someone reach out to him <laughs> af, after that whole thing. He said 
the same thing we that we just said that yeah. oh she's going to be in good shape now because Indy because Indy for sure but because Bob Iger and her are are, are close yeah. and he said that someone very close the same person that had given him stuff in the past that was very accurate had said hey uh, you know how you said that with her with Iger it means she's safer not the case rumor is that she's leaving after Indiana Jones that's what that's what he said hmm. yeah now I don't know how true that is I I think that there's there's the way that the truth of that makes sense. If Indiana Jones is the massive hit, I think it will be, right? Then that is a Go out and walk off the court. Thanks. I'm going to start my production company. Thanks for everything. Bye. Yeah. Great compromise if that's the case. The other thing is, well, I just hit another big movie for you. I'm going to stick around for a little bit and finish out my contract until 2025 or whatever it is. Yeah. So, yeah. Steph, where do you think it lands? I don't really, I really don't know because I haven't, I'm not big on the indie films. I actually want to watch those. Oh, Maybe we could do a watch. Do a watch. I have watched the yeah. Indiana no. Jones films. Never seen no. one? Okay. Uh, I've, th I've seen parts. But you don't remember any No, so we'll, none we'll, of okay. them. But go ahead. Uh, but I think that I'm kind of in between the same thing. I think that she's not going to know until it happens, right? Yeah. But I just don't think she's not going to finish her contract. That's where I kind of am. Yeah. I and then I think after her contract's done, I do think that this time is Time to step she, away. Yeah. I think it's time. Yeah, yeah it's think? a long run. It, it's it's on ten years so far, I mean, and but I just don't think job. she loves Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think she loves making movies and she's good at it. But like, and I think she, why don't you start your own company at this point? You can. You've yeah. got enough of the the backing. You'll have someone else that's gonna. She's gonna have many opportunities to do stuff. Why does she want to do this still? Well, I don't even understand. at the Star Wars celebration, I just I've never seen she her in person corporate. before. It was so not fun. Yeah, like it feels the, corporate. the Lucasfilm showing, or the first one we went to, we were like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> like it was cool. It was cool. There but was feels, great but moments. But it felt she corporate. Was, it felt yeah, like she was talking like to investors. No passion yes, in there. Right, yeah, like right. I, I don't have money to invest. I'm but just watching. When you went to D, D, like D23 or Comic Con, right? Yeah. When Feige comes out there, yeah, and he's like, "Guys, we got so much Phase One, boy." He's like selling it to yeah. you, and I think that's what James Gunn's going to do for DC. Like yeah. Comic Con next year, that DC panel is going to be nuts. Star Wars needs that, and it needs, and it, it doesn't need someone. No, who, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I, I'm just complimenting what you're going to say. I think it's the fact that, like we said, Kathleen's been a producer for so long. Her, and her, her husband's Rob Marshall, right? Yes. Yeah, or Gary Marshall. No, Rob Marshall. Rob Marshall. Gary Marshall's the yeah. Gary Marshall's passed away. Yeah, um, they are producers of I don't want to say old school, but you know. And they were doing the Bourne films or whatnot, or even the early Indiana Jones films. They weren't out there hyping them up yeah. at conventions and stuff. Right, it was right. just like, we're making movies because we love making movies. Yeah. What, I got to talk about it to 5,000 nerds? Right. Uh, all right, I'll go out there and talk about it. No, I mean, you get, like, I think of the great producers, Brian Grazier. Um, the, the Saw him last night, by the way. Did you? Yeah, at, uh, at the Willow. You had the uh, spiky hair still? Oh, yeah. yeah, but not, not, as, not as prominent. Um, you the, the Peters Goobers of the world and yeah. all these guys. You know, they're not out there hyping shit up anywhere. So I think Kathleen Kennedy falls into that group of producers where For it's just sure. like, I love making movies and I'm good at it. Yeah, it's different. I can't talk to a room of nerds and get them excited. It's not my thing. Right. Feige and Gunn, they're from that ilk of, uh, Feige's the weird one. Gunn, absolutely. But Feige's the guy who was a producer and grew up in the producing. Right. But to see him know how to do that, that guy, that's why it's lightning in a bottle with that guy. Because yeah. he's able to do both. Animal. Yeah, that's true. All right. Let's, He's a unicorn. He is, absolutely. All right. Moving on here. This is staying in the Andor Rogue One world. And this is something that Mike probably would have been really excited about. Probably. Rogue One writers had an idea for a series about rebels hunting down Imperial fugitives. Cool. Rogue yeah. One co-writer 
Gary Whitta, and Chris Weitz once floated the idea of a TV show about rebels hunting down Imperial fugitives. It's like the, the Nazis that went on the run. In a post-Andor world, it appears that both fans and creatives are mulling over what live-action Star Wars can do moving forward. As the latest TV show from Lucasfilm has garnered much acclaim as The Mandalorian and more so than Book of Boba Fett and Obi-Wan Kenobi, despite lukewarm viewership ratings. With Andor now being one of the hottest talks of the Hollywood town at the moment, even past Star Wars creatives have now started to discuss bold ideas for TV projects that didn't go anywhere but could have been fun to explore. Gary Whitta, who is credited for the story of Rogue One alongside ILM John Knoll, has revealed on Twitter that he and co-writer Chris Weitz once toyed with the idea of a post-return TV show about rebels hunting down Imperial war criminals on the run from the New Republic. Here's the tweet from Gary Whitta. Years ago, my Rogue One writer, Chris Weitz, and I had a cool idea for a TV show about a Mossad-style rebel team. Hunting down Imperial war criminals who fled and disappeared after the fall of the Empire could have been a cold bookend to Rogue One. We never did anything with it, though. While Witta and Whites didn't push the idea further or even turn in a pitch, it's encouraging to know that more Star Wars screenwriters have considered potential projects to expand the franchise's canvas in live action. And one could argue that a pitch like this would have had higher chances of getting made now that audiences have seen and responded well to a heavier, grittier type of Star Wars show. For those especially curious, Chuck Wedding's Life Debt, the second book of his Star Wars Aftermath trilogy, explored the concept of a ragtag group of New Republic soldiers taking on ex-Imperials in hiding. As much as we've enjoyed new st stories, starring or heavily featured renowned legacy characters, films and series like Andor and The Mandalorian's first season will keep Star Wars fresh and healthy in the long run. Here's hoping the Acolyte and other upcoming big, small screen stories do the same with their own voices and styles. And again, this is from... Our friends over, this is Fran J. Ruiz over at uh, Star Wars Newsnet. So this is something that is encouraging, and it's a question, again, everything's going to kind of wind up going back to the previous conversation, right? Because that's the one of the main reasons that I think that people want to see new leadership at Lucasfilm is because of shows like this or other shows that maybe didn't get greenlit or potential novels becoming shows. It's a new creative vision that Star Wars needs at the moment. A show like this, I think, would bookend and or very well. I like the idea of it. It is more serious Star Wars than we said. But Steph, would you do you think this sounds something that's interesting or we've seen enough? Let's move into something else. I think it sounds really cool. I, I really Andor gave me a new lens on what I think is possible in Star Wars. And I mean that in the, the best way possible because when we've gotten such formulate content for a while with, you know, the same things that Mike always talks about, the Jedis and the lightsabers, which I love, you get caught in this tunnel vision of what's possible. And then Andor came and you're like, oh, it's really about the execution of right, the story. Right. So if they executed this story, I think that could just like open up a whole new lane for Star Wars in another way. I would be excited for it now knowing that they've done something like that with Andor. Is this right up your alley? You're, are you kidding me? I saw that tweet. I think it was in the middle of the week. Yeah. Just the Mossad style. When they said that, I'm like, done. Like, you guys see Munich? Yeah, of course. <sighs> like Munich. Like, yeah. you know, the, these spies getting together to do. Right. I mean, I, like, I want killing. I want assassinations. What was that movie? It was based on a comic. It was a TV show that Amazon Al Pacino was just in recently. Oh, Hunters. Hunters. It was kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, because you get the, the, we talk about the Imperial side, and there's all these guys that are probably like, this is a job, I didn't, whatever. Right, right. But there's out there guys, and there's a squad out there killing these guys brutally yeah. for what they did. That's a brilliant show. Well, I don't know if it leans too far. I mean, I, if it were to come, I'd want it to go harder than Andor goes. Yeah. Like, I want to see... Yeah, well, the, these people 
brutally killed. Like, almost to the point, like, you're supposed to be the good guys, and now you're doing this to the bad guys, but where's the line? It's like, yeah, but so, they slaughtered billions right. of people. Yeah. So in, in order for that to, great to happen, I, concept. I agree that there should be, I think that what Andor has positively done for Star Wars is that it'll show, I hope, it'll show that there is a, a definite market and a craving for more mature Star Wars. That's, that's, that's what I hope. However, what I will also say about that is that there is absolutely a massive market and a need for it to keep it inside of that child-friendly for kids. So what I hope that they do is that they play the balance, right? And I hope that what they can do is that they can do something like um, Skeleton Crew. Uh, and I think Skeleton Crew would be a little bit more, um, I think it's, it's it, not too, it's not going to be too cartoon. Like stranger yeah, Things. Yeah, it's, it's Stranger Things, but it, Clone Wars is what I think Watts told us when we met yeah. him outside. Um, so something like that, but I think you go on the balance on, on the back and forth, and Ahsoka and Mandalorian certainly have that that feel of like classic Star Wars, yeah. right? So you, you got to have all of it. Sure. But not only do they hope to do something like this Gary Whitta thing, what they could also do is that there's a novel by um, Alexander Freed called Battlefront. And was, I remember that. And it was based off of the people thought it was just going to be the book. And it it's like Band of Brothers right. inside yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Of, of this uh, during the time of it. It's in between four and five. And it actually plays into the events of Empire Strikes Back. Like you you are in the perspective of the um, rebels when they're in Hoth. Mm -hmm. And you know when Vader pops in and he, and he goes to get the Falcon? Yeah. Well, before he gets there, it is canon now, um, he encounters these rebels, essentially what he did in Rogue One, and just wipes these guys out. Mm. And I wonder if they if they got that scene from Rogue One from, oh. from okay. Battlefront, because that's, be. that's what happens. But I think that the point is you can go that route with it. Um, and I just hope... I, it, it's going to be a very interesting next couple of years in general with, with Lucasfilm because where's yeah. it going to go? Yeah. I don't know. Good. I so. agree. I think there's going to be a lot of change in terms of because with Disney and yeah. Lucasfilm deciding where they want to go with it. But I would love what you're saying is if there's just a balance in what they're creating. Yeah. So that there's something for everyone, but then also just making focusing on just great content. It's also why you need to connect. The next, like, look at what, like, and you're looking at both Marvel and what DC is doing now with his tweet from James Gunn talking yeah. about how he's going to connect TV and he's going to connect the the, the, comic, the games and, yeah. and all that. Like, Star Wars should be doing that. Oh, they already are doing that. Not really. Um, if they're having this concern and, and they don't know where to, what movies to make, get people in a freaking room together, mm -hmm. connect it with whatever series you're going to do, have some characters that are going to branch off into movies and side, like the same way you do like, like secret, uh, secret uh, invasion is certainly going to play into the movies. You look at, even though I don't love the way that it, that it happened, Ironheart shows up in, in Black yeah. Panther, she gets her own show. She's like, like things like that and, and interconnected and push it together. The same way DC is going to do, the same way Marvel's going to do and figure that out. That's how you make this whole interconnected thing well, that they're trying to do work. You know what we're saying then? It's interesting because I think they were doing that um, back with Rangers of the Higher New Republic. Right, the Rangers right, right, show. Right, that right. was a we introduced the character, spin off, and but, then it was just like nah. But that's but that's the, the shows. The shows they're going to do that because Ahsoka clearly okay, okay. was introduced. The shows but you think the shows I are think separate the shows than the are films. doing it right. But I'm saying put it all together. Gotcha. Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna have this popular stuff on uh, inside of uh, you know, the only one that really does it is Rogue One and Andor. Here's one for you guys. Yeah. So to the to the two of you guys, mm -hmm. do you ever think we see? Let's say they get their film slate finally figured out, or whatever. Do you think we ever see? The Mandalorian show up on big, the big screen. I hope so. I think that we should. It's it like 
I know. That's what I'm saying. Is like he's what? kind of on his own journey, right? I mean, it's just thinking about it, and we see what we've. I mean, I'm I'm so glad it's TV, but just the Mandalorian story. I mean, that's a film. Uh, but like the third, the trailer is like it looks like a film, but it's I've, just like I've always think that they should do this. The series, the series finale should be a movie. The series. Oh, finale. the series yeah, finale like of Mando. Yes. After three. Yeah. Ma- imagine, imagine, imagine. There's five seasons. Man. Of, imagine there's five seasons of Mandalorian. Yeah. And they're like, okay. So December 17th is the last episode that will be airing on Disney Plus. Yeah. But on December 24th, mm. one week later, the series finale will be in theaters and then you can catch it on Disney Plus two months later. Now, oh, but here, here's the rub. I'm going to crap on your parade here for just a second. Go ahead, Simon. Movie's got to make X amount of dollars because it's a movie. How many people, because you can't just get us. Yeah, you got to get people who watch the show. You got to get people that don't watch the shows right. to see a Star Wars movie. Well, and then yeah, you're like, right, but I'm going to miss out on, f- I got to watch five seasons of TV that I don't even but, own the streaming thing to see remember, this movie. Mandalorian is a very popular show. I know, dude. You're and it's also, preaching to the choir, but I'm just saying, people, know, Four Quadrant. Mil- millions of people watch it. People know Grogu. You put Grogu in that movie, people will see it. Um, and then the other side not, of that is, look, look, Sex and the City had a freaking movie. You know, like, okay, so you're right. These other, okay, these fair enough. Shows, fair enough, my shows have had a movie. Now, look, Sopranos had a movie. It was a little, a little too late, I think, by the time that it had. And it didn't do yeah, much. that was a little too much. Yeah, too, late. Too, too, too late. Too late. It was too late. Um, yeah. But there's other movies and TV shows that. that but Star work. Wars is not Sex I, in the City. But that's what I'm saying, though. If you know there's a new movie and, and like and it's and it's one of those things that if if that particular movie yeah ended it all because it's a, I get what it's you're a saying. Popular show, enough people watch now an Andor movie after would make no sense. No. And it would also, because he already got Rogue One, plus the fact there's not enough people watching it in order to warrant a movie. There's enough people watching Mandalorian to warrant okay. a movie. Okay, all right. Um, anyway, all right, before we move on, I want to also let you guys know, these Rumple Blankets, man, they are the bomb. I love them. I love them. They're so great. And they're on a mission to introduce the world to better blankets. Rumple applies performance materials that are typically found in premium outdoor gear and activewear to modernize a dated and boring category. If you're looking for a good Christmas gift, man, get one of these things. My wife loves these blankets. They recycle over 5 million plastic water bottles a year. It's a certified B Corporation. Did you get this blanket yet? I know you've been talking about it. No, I want to for Steph, Christmas. what are you doing? I'm you got to get, get it for one. Christmas. You got to get the one you got to do is the original Puffy. It's Rumple's number one bestseller, and it's got over a million sold. They're made from discarded plastic bottles. They're extra durable, 100% recycled 30D polyester ripstop, prevents scratches, snags, and tears. I take it to my daughter's soccer game all the time. It's amazing. So they have an indoor product line for the couch and movie night. That's the one we have right now. This is a separate one, a cozy hemp blanket that is softer than your favorite hoodie. Um, they have the Sherpa fleece and the puffy collections. It's a blanket. There's a blanket made for everybody out there, and it's every amount of cozy. So if you go to rumple.com and use that code BIGTHINGBF, you get an extra gift with purchase. So visit rumple.com slash BIGTHING and shop now. Spend some time over there on that blanket store, man. It's amazing. I'm a big fan of Rumple. You guys know that, though. I've been talking about Rumple for quite a yeah, while. Yeah, they look awesome. They're I great. can't wait to get one. Now, jump into some questions. Actually, before we do that, I realize yeah. Mike's got to, you got to get going. I got to jump out of here. All right, you got to I go. hate doing this. I'd rather talk Star Wars all day with you, but next time. It. Works, works work. Do you think? All right, We'd Mike. love to right. watch you leave. And you'll hit, you'll hit me up with that hate email soon. There it is. You'll hit me with that email soon for the weekend. Yeah, tomorrow we'll touch base. We'll all get all squared away. Thanks. Jesus. All right, John. Thanks, Josh. Goodbye. Appreciate it, Pete. Much love. All right. So we're going to get to. would love to watch me walk away. Is that what it is? It's yeah, I love to watch you All right. leave. All right, let's let's get to uh, let's get to the questions. You guys have some questions. questions. You want to give your ranking on this thing? Well, text me your ranking. Text me. Just 
All right, let's do it. Here's here's Here the comes. question. Just for you, Jason. So any of the upcoming shows for this year, back, which ones are we most excited about and ranked? We'll let Mike go first. So Mike, out of the shows, we got Bad Batch, okay. Skeleton Crew, Ahsoka, Andor yeah. Season 2, Acolyte, Mando Season 3, for the ones that we know are coming. I can do this real quick for you. All right, oh. go ahead. Put the list back up so I can see. Okay, oh, Billy, hold on, John. Jesus. You're welcome, Josh. All right, there we go. All right. Uh, running out at the bottom there. Coming in. Hot with the Bad Batch. Yeah. I'm not caught up in my Clone Wars, so... Right, it's so hit or miss for me. Okay. And we got, uh, you're going to need six spots, buddy, not five, pal. Because there's six of them there. Next up, we're going to have, I'm going to go on the outside one because I don't know much about it. And uh, like I said, it could jump into a pool I don't want to go back into. You knew what I was going to say, the Acolyte. Yeah. Number four, and this is where it's going to start getting tricky, guys. I'm going to say, uh, oh, it's a toss-up between Ahsoka and Skeleton Crew. Okay. I want to go higher with Skeleton Crew just because of John Watts mm -hmm. and the helm. And the old man is one of my probably favorite TV shows this past year. But I think the material is Ahsoka. So I'm going to say Bad Batch is next. Okay. I, I, I'm sorry. Skeleton Crew is next. And then Ahsoka. Rounding it out, we're going to do Andor Season 2. And my most... Watched one or anticipated Mando three, and I only see the Ando Mandor, Andor Mandor, whatever. Yeah. Uh, flip flops because Mando we know so much about. We've seen previews. Uh, Andor we know nothing about. If it's gonna be a time jump, it's gonna be a completely different thing. Right. So I, I'm I'm just recency biased with Mando as my top pick. Okay. That's All it. Right. Right. I'm gonna look for you guys, and I'm gonna be upset about. I'm sure. All right, guys. Okay, Steph, you go. Okay. Um, I have some qualifications and rationale for my choices. Let's hear it. Last, I do have Bad Batch. Um, good news is I'm still very excited about it. Next, I would put. Oh, this is tough. Skeleton Crew. Just because I don't know much about it, right. I, I haven't seen, uh, the characters aren't characters I'm super attached right. to yet. Then I would put Acolyte because of the same, well, mm -hmm. I'm really excited about it, but we just don't know that that much. Yep. Then I would put Andor Season 2, not because I'm not so excited about it. You guys right. know it's my favorite show of the year, but because we just got it. Like, I, I'm not trying to be spoiled here. We just got yeah. Season 1. Then I'm going to oh. go Mando Season 3. Oh, wow. Because I'm putting Ahsoka first because she's my favorite character right. other right. than Yoda. Right. And I just am so excited to see what they do. Yeah, I mean, that's a that is a... It's a solid list, and it's not. This is not an easy list, no, at all, because of those things. That these are all stuff that I'm. I think it's easy for everybody to put the last one because not nothing against Bad Batch. It's just not as high up as yeah. I think. If it was like Rebels, season, yeah, yeah, whatever it was, then then that would oh, be Rebels something so else. Yeah. But Bad Batch to me is just it's it's entertaining. It's like an appetizer. Yeah, it's like a good appetizer before Mando gets here. Exactly. So coming in for me at at five, the five a six spot is Bad Batch. Um, I'm also gonna go Skeleton Crew at the five spot, and that's not because I'm not excited about it. It's very similar to what Steph just said, and that's that I don't know enough about it yet. I know Jude Law's in it. I know that it's got to have a Stranger Things feel apparently, or Clone Wars, but that's really it. So a couple of images from D23, but nothing really. Um, and we like the writer. And we like the writer. I and mean, like, I love what John Watts did. I agree with Mike with with um, the old man. 
I'm very excited for this show. I just and and the time period again that it lands in is around the Mando time, and it connects to the John Favreau Filoni universe. So that you could probably see some cameos from mm -hmm. some of the shows that we like. So that one hits there for me at number five. Um, at number four, this is where it gets tough for me. Um, at number four, I'm going to go. And I know this is going to be people going, what you love it so much, um, and or season season two. Okay. Um, I think a lot of great stuff is going to happen in that season. I think we're going to see a lot of cameos, and I think that it's it's again one of the, the one of the smarter shows that are that, that has ever been out there. Some of the best writing, and I can't wait to see it. I'm going to be I'm going to be tuned into it every week. It's just there's there's other shows that I'm just a little yeah, bit more excited. That makes for. sense. Yeah, and I think I'm going to respect gonna, that. I think I'm going to go for. And again, this doesn't mean that they're going to be the best shows. I'm just telling you from my personal taste and what I love in Star Wars, mm -hmm. what I'm looking forward to the most. So coming in now at number, was it three? Four. Wait, let's see. Oh, yeah, three. Six, yeah, number three. So number three for me is going to be um, Ahsoka. Uh, Ahsoka is essentially Rebels, the new season mm -hmm. of Rebels, and I'm really looking forward to it. I know how much Filoni loves it. I know how much he's what, what he's going to put behind it. Some of the casting that we're having rumored and some of the stuff that's already been announced and the idea of Thrawn. It's like, come on, get get out of here. Yeah. Now, this is going to be the shocking one to everybody. My number two is Mando. Season. Uh, wow. Season three. Um, super excited to see. I think the more and more we see trailers under the fact that Bo-Katan, our buddy, is going to, uh, K-Sack was going to get even more time to shine as she should. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's going to be just, the trailers have been so fantastic. I can't wait. It's true. But my number one is The Acolyte. And I know that everyone says, well, what are you talking about? We don't know anything about it. you got to remember that this show is called Sith Council. Yeah. Um, you have to understand that my favorite book series is Darth Bane. Yeah. You have to understand that I cannot stop raving about Darth Plagueis. Mm -hmm. um, it is everything that I, I the, the philosophy and the idea of what the Sith were before they became the ruler two, and the idea that all this stemmed inside of the old Republic and then to transfer into the new republic, or whatever is the high republic, and to see this and set this time period in a time that we haven't had before, a darker. And now that I know it's going to be Sith led, that it's going to be a Sith centric story. I mean, come on. I mean, how could you now hearing me say it? You probably go, okay, that makes sense. Um, I it, really hope the show is so amazing. Me too. For you. Right. I know, right. Because <laughs> I'll be Because you know that I'll be bummed if it isn't. Yeah, it'll be devastating. I know. If I come in here going, oh, they did it that way. Yeah. I mean, because imagine if they shoot this like Andor. I know. Imagine they I do know. a Sith-centric show yeah. like Andor, like in that serious vein, and not in that cartoony way that they did Obi-Wan. If mm. they do it and they treat it like a serious show inside of this, like can, they can go dark with it. Yeah. And, they let, and Disney lets them go dark with it. Uh, I, I'm, this is going to be this is going to be everything that I have been screaming about for Star Wars or what it could be yeah. on television in general if it's done the right way. It could continue in that vein of like, yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah. All right. Let's get to a couple more questions. Um, we had a little bit of a later show today, so let's. Um, All right. Let's get to Noah John. Oh, we, oh, based on Campion's report of Kennedy's possi possibly leaving, who do you think would take her place? So I think the obvious answer or the, or the most popular answer people are going to say are one or two things. They're going to either say Kevin Feige should come and do it, right? Or Filoni and Favreau should take over and do it. Or, hey, now everybody's going to be saying that, um, that what's-his-face, um, Tony Gilroy should do it, which I don't think is the right play either. Um, yeah, he's 
Yeah, I don't. He's a storyteller. He's not a Star Wars fanatic. Yeah. He said it as much. He's not a big Star Wars yeah. fan. I do think some people go, oh, you don't need to be a big Star Wars fan. I do think you need a big, a big Star Wars fan to be in the chair. I think because you got to have a kind of a creative visionary to say, okay, I trust in you guys to go and explore that, do this, do that, do that. I agree. I, I want to see someone new. I want to see someone that we don't know that you start to hear about some of their past accomplishments and you go, this person did that while they were at this company. They did that. They're responsible for this. And you didn't even know it because you don't know their name. Um, and they start to say, oh, whoa, yeah, I'm a massive Star Wars fan. I think that if we explore this, 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 and this, I want to find a new star. That uh, More so than, than if they put Favreau and Filoni to run the whole thing, fine. But it's not just running Star Wars. You're running Lucasfilm. Yeah. So I would like to see the find, them find like a top tier executive, creative executive, someone in the 30 to 55 range. Yeah. Not 30, maybe, 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 maybe late thirties, so maybe yeah. late thirties um, or, or, you know, um, like late fifties. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think that is, there's a lot of pressure. I, I, I think most people are like Favreau Filoni and I think that could be cool, especially coming off the heels of the DC announcement. But I do think that with Lucasfilm, it is a different thing where they like to ha than DC, you right. know, because of your point with being Lucasfilm. It's right. like all Jones. Yeah. I mean, they're dealing with Willow now. They're doing all these different things. So I think that and there's and there should be more properties that they work on also inside of Lucasfilm. So I think it's someone who needs to be more so than just Star Wars. So as much as I love Filoni and Favreau, I don't think they're the right fit for the for, for the gig anymore i think it should be a new executive someone brand new that is looking to kind of make their way and and you give them a, it, it's like sports right you said like it's like, a, like theo epstein who is famously known for bringing both the red Sox and the cubs championships after a hundred year drought or whatever it was too he became like a rock star executive or, or owner like that yeah it's like or gm whatever and do it do it like that and yeah. find somebody who's just going to hit home runs for you all right let's get to the next one Next question here, and that is from our good buddy, Darian Scalamoni. Now that Iger is back in the fold, what are three things you guys would like to see him set up in stars in regard to Star Wars across all media books over the next five years? Well, he's not going to be the one setting it up, right? He's just going to yeah. be the one kind of advising it and helping with the Lucasfilm in general. Um, I think it's the same thing. I think that what I would like to see is, is something twofold with Kathy Kennedy. I would like to see... Uh, and a Disney setup is him and Kathy come to an agreement that Kathy's going to step down, that he replaces and brings someone else new in. So that's like a one-two step right there. But I also would like to see him help and um, and be part of her next venture at a, a different wing at a different company. She's going to be running a, a, another company or, or another course, production yeah. company. She should. Um, so I'd like to see that. But as far as the the overall stuff, um, I think that nurturing and championing the new set of films is should be his biggest priority which I'm, I'm sure it will be yeah i think uh keeping that focus on shows because it's done so well and it's like every time i finish a series that everyone talks about like wednesday right, right. now right it's like shows are just where it's at right and then um i think the star wars fans really want the games to be focused on more too in some ways i don't know if he has any control over that but i feel like there's been like a lot of like here's this here's that but no the connectivity that's yeah. that's why the i think that's why i think it comes to the the leadership yeah. it's like you've got to you've got to put someone in there that the way that and that's why I, I, you also got to tip your cap to what as much as i don't you know i didn't love um what's his face um i keep saying zoloft but uh, <laughs> Zaslov for a while, you know, he goes out and he gets James Gunn and Saffron. 
And he's yeah. putting together planning because he's like, okay, I know what I need. I know what I want. I can't put that creative yeah. stuff there too. Here's here are these guys. They're going to be responsible for this. There's two of them. that's going to do this. Put this together. He needs to find that person for Lucasfilm. Yeah, yeah, he needs to find somebody for that. Uh, all right. Next question here. Thank you again, Darian. Kevin Werner. Do we finally see Jimmy Smith in season two of Andor? We have to, right? A hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. There's there is there is no doubt. I think that is a sure bet. The only reason why you're never supposed to put a hundred percent, I would say ninety nine point nine percent that Jimmy Smith will be in it because he's in Obi Wan in you know, and he's he should be in both of those series. Yeah, and he was in um all the, the animated, animated series. series. All the yeah, animated yeah. Series. The one we was, just got. He was in too. Rebels. He yeah. was in. Was he? He was in Clone Wars. I mean, uh, Bad Batch. No, he was in. The oh, Jedi. The, the, he's Tales. In, he's in, Tales of I don't. Jedi. That wasn't. But that was Bail Organa. Yes. Oh, it, was, it wasn't. It him. wasn't Jimmy Smith. Oh, I should have looked at that. It but yeah, it the character Philomar. though is like being reused again. I yeah. feel like. Yeah, I think I think that's a. I think it's a given. You. We have, love him. You have to have him. Yeah. You have to. It's the it's the lead up of how it all and and he's in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. And he plays, and he's and he's pretty strong. And him and the relationship that Mon Mothma have, I think Jimmy Smith is a massive part of it. He's I not, agree. Yeah, he doesn't just show up. I think he's a because he's also a massive part in Rebels, like that he's yep. that he's setting up and he's doing the stuff with Ahsoka. Yeah. The question is, will Ahsoka show? Yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point because she's part of it, and it's like it's not just like oh well, it doesn't really fit. It does fit because she's part of Rebels. Yes, it does. It depends what angle they're going, but I think so too. Yeah, you can see where Tony Gilroy would be hesitant. To, to bring in a Jedi and everything too, but like it would make sense if she showed up. Yeah. I, I don't think she will, but I think it would make sense if they did bring her in. Eric Slaby, uh, is there a second season of Tales of the Jedi? If there is, which Jedi would you want featured? Um, yeah. Let's see. That's a good question. I think that I'd like to see the Quinlan Voss stuff, man. I'd really like to see them, what they did with Quinlan Voss. And they mentioned Quinlan Voss in the Obi-Wan series. And that's going to be it's kind of like a throwaway line, unfortunately. But I'd love to see Quinlan Voss um, and that whole thing that panned out with um, with ascent with with, um, with Ventress. Like yeah, that that'd book. be sick. Yeah, because that book was that book was awesome. And yeah, she, she goes to the light side, and you know, yeah. So to see that whole thing would pan that'd out. That'd be really great. cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's a tough question because when I'm thinking about like the prequels and Jedi's that I thought I would love more story, I feel like that was really dope. Why mm-hmm. we got Dooku there. But I think it would be cool to see, like, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan relationship a little more flushed out those earlier years. The only reason, I think that'd be fun to watch some of those adventures inside of that because I thought that was some of the stuff that was missing that I thought we were getting in Obi-Wan. Yeah, me too. So I wouldn't mind that. The only thing is that I just, I think that they could use it as a platform to showcase either lesser-known Jedi or bring in some Jedi and introduce new ones like... If you're going to bring in High Republic, who says it has to stick into the time periods we know? Go into the High Republic. Go into the Old Republic and do the yeah, Tales of the Jedi. Yeah, some of those characters are yeah. sick. Show me, show me inside of Animated how the Jedi Order began, and then maybe somebody goes, oh, wait, look at the way that they did that in the Animated. Let's do it in live action. Yeah. So I think that's a that's a potential way to do it um, over there if you're going to bring that season back. I don't know if they're going to announce it on season two. I'm curious. Jesse Barron? Will we see Vader at some point in season two or any any Jedi during season two of Andor? Um, so I think that goes back to our previous conversation. I think that if you're going to get any Jedi in Andor, it's going to be Ahsoka because she's in Rebels mm-hmm. and she's not even officially a Jedi at that point. No. So she's just someone who knows how to use the Force. Yeah. She used to be she's a former Jedi. Yeah. So you could see her. There haven't been a lot of aliens in 
and or there might be more in season two. Uh-huh. So I think that she would show up. I don't think you need Vader because I think that because and because Rogue One essentially plays as the as we were talking about before with that whole thing, it's like the series finale of Andor. Um, is Rogue One is Rogue yeah. One? That's when you see Vader. Yeah, that makes it more terrifying. Yeah, you don't want to ruin the punch yeah. that you get in that opening scene. Where you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> here he it's is. terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Now the Emperor. The Emperor yeah. on a holocron or something? We're getting the Emperor next You think season. so? Yes. I think, I think we're getting Tarkin and the Emperor next season. See, that would be fun. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. It'll so, be earned. Yeah, I think it'll be earned. All right, let's keep going. We have a couple left. Leo Wilson, watching Tales of the Jedi. How do you feel about Count Dooku and the reasons why he turned? Um, I love it. Love it. Love the way that they did it. And I think that it made sense through loss and the understanding. And, and I think that his um, reasoning for it and his disdain for the Jedi Order and... The loss of Qui Gon made a lot of sense that and stuff that we didn't see in the prequels that I think would have made a lot more sense to his character inside of that turn. I loved what they did with him. I loved it too because if you can rationalize and empathize with a character that turned into a villain, mm-hmm. I think that's great writing, and that's how I felt because the council would have pissed me off too. I've been yeah. like, "What are you guys? Do? We're not doing our jobs." A hundred percent, ladies and gentlemen. It's Christmas time or coming up to holiday season in general. Uncommon goods browse around the site. Go on to that site. Man, I get so many people who are saying, I checked out Uncommon Goods and I love it. Good. Because if you want to avoid those boring, basic, and bland gifts, Uncommon Goods is your secret weapon. They make your holiday shopping stress-free by scouring the globe for the most remarkable and truly unique gifts for everyone on your list. They have so many great things. Uh, whether, you know, the good thing about Uncommon Goods is that you support artists and small independent businesses. They look for products that are high quality, unique, and often handmade in the U.S. Art. Jewelry, kitchen stuff, home and bar, Uncommon Goods has something for everyone. Not the same lackluster gifts that you can just get anywhere. So with a purchase, you make it Uncommon Goods. They give back a dollar to a nonprofit partner of your choice. They've donated more than $2.5 million to date. Now, if you want to get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash big thing, uncommongoods.com slash big thing, and you get 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary. And I went on. All right, so thank you once again to Uncommon Goods. All right, here we go. Next one here, Casey1724. Is there any potential for more than one or more season of Andor now that the creatives are being handed back control at Disney? Uh, it may not be the full five seasons that were originally planned, but maybe seasons three or four. Were five seasons planned for Andor? I thought it was always one or two. I think Did he had, like, that? talked about wanting five. But oh, really? I never thought that that was the thing. But shout out Casey. I don't see a lot of girls in the comments all the time. So, hey. There you go. Uh, but I think that – I don't think it will make an effect on – I think it's whatever – planned out. Yeah. I think it's already planned. I think that they, they've already – like, Tony Gilroy has already accepted whether it was five or not. Um, he's already s- accepted now that they've got this, this plan to – move into and or assume rogue one so i think that it's all mapped out from two into rogue one now if they do something similar to what we just talked about before if they take that that gary widow idea and do a spin-off series after rogue yeah, one yeah yeah i could see that for that sure that could be fun yeah that could be interesting but i think that the sky i think that we're in a very um positive place i think Andor, which is good because this this was always my point with television is that and and i and i stand by it that there are certainly people who were 
not fans of Obi-Wan and not fans of Boba Fett. And I've had people say, like, I've just given up on Star Wars TV because I haven't been that good. I said, watch Andor. I said, that's the beauty. The difference with te- with movies, you got to sit in the f- stink if you don't like something for, like, two or three yeah. years. You get a show every, like, three or four months, maybe five. Yeah. If you don't like that one, you go to the next one. You don't like that one, you go to the next one. You don't like that one, you go to the next one. And you might find one that, like, look at Darina. She's hated every single Star Wars thing that's come out, but she loves Andor. Yeah. Since there, the 80s. That's what I mean. <laughs> and, like, so it is it is there. It is possible to really do it. Um, so I think that there, that's, that's kind of the, I think that's the overall um, thing is that you have a potential to go somewhere else now. And I hope that I hope it, the sky's the limit, man. The sky is the limit, yep. and I hope that they really take advantage of it. All right, Steph's got to get out of here, so let me just do. Let me finish up here. Um, AJ Gabriel, do you think that they will move past the sequels and go further into the future beyond them? When could you see them doing this? Well, they already said that they were gonna. I mean, the rumor is that that's what Lindelof is gonna do. Yeah, the rumor is that Lindelof is gonna put together um, something outside of Episode Nine and explore that. Now, it, how now he's. He, that's really something for him that's got to be exhilarating, right? Because you're essentially this is you don't have to you don't have to hold on to anything that anyone created before you, and you're building forward. Mm-hmm. Because even when you're backwards, you still got to pay attention to what happens in the future. If you're dealing with the future, you you're building it. That's pretty exciting. Really exciting, yeah. I think, and he's the perfect person to do that because if you've watched any of his other shows, like the creativity is in unbelievable. So I think that he, it would be like a really fun place to play, but a lot of pressure. Cause I don't even, this is why it's not my job. I don't know where you start after that Yeah. in terms of like, you have to have a villain and you gotta have an idea. Yeah. I have an idea of what, what it's going to be like. So there's very interesting one. All right. Last one that we're going to do here for the day. Winnie Bird eight nine five five. That might we might have we might have another lady in the chat. Hey. We might we might we might not. Can you randomly say may the force be with you to Mike as Busey or Arnold please? <laughs> well, Mike's not here, so I'll just do. Uh, uh, I would just like to say to Steph, uh, while you were on your uh, your your app, uh, uh, your dating app, if that is what you on, I will say good luck to you and may the force be with you. Thank you so much. Uh, I would also like to say this, Steph, you know, you run around, he let the mic say some things to you <laughs> here and there, but he's just shooting the blanks. It's a fine. I, I that's the part, shooting, shooting the blanks. Please, just, someone clip that out for me. This is for you. Mark, the top fabricator, 6047. Do you think Ahsoka will have another cameo in Mando season three, or will we just see her again in her series? Where do we leave off with her? So I think maybe with her. Maybe. But I think that it's a better bet that you're going to get um, Sabine. Oh, yeah. I think he gets Sabine. I think you should yeah, get yeah, Sabine. Yeah, I think you should get Sabine because there's a lot she's of people who don't know who, who she is. And she's and, a Mandalorian. Yeah, and she's a Mandal- and yeah. a Mandalorian, yeah. yeah. And she has history with Bo-Katan. For sure. So Some of my favorite Rebels episodes were her yeah. going back to Mandalore. All right, that's it. It was a supersized episode, kind of. Um, thank you for everybody who sent in a question. Thank you for everybody who's been tuning in. Make sure that you comment. Click the like button. Do all that. It helps us out. We've got a, a few shows, man, to go before we get into Bad Batch and then before we get into Mando. But once we do into 2023, we're going to be pretty um, pretty solid here. So throw your comments in there. Let us know what you're thinking. We'll be doing some more of the user questions next week. So chime in. Make sure you're listening. If you're not subscribed already, you should be subscribed to the channel. That helps us out. That gets you um, the notifications and all that and then some. Patreon. 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are found. Get yourself a Sith Council sweatshirt. Those set the oh man, I have a I got the uh, the the hoodie. Love it. It's really great. Great design. Thank you guys for joining us once again. It's Sith Council for myself and for Steph and for Mike. We'll see you on the flip side. Get yourself a World Girls calendar, by the way. Go to the World Girls. Was it worldgirls.com? Yeah. Worldgirls.com and get yourself a calendar. All right. And if you're married, be careful. All right. <laughs> I can feel.